Welcome to another episode of Real Amigos, the movie podcast that's creamy and smooth, but won't add inches to your waistline. Today, Donnie kicks off the show with a deadly top 10. And then we continue our look at time travel movies with 2001's Kate and Leopold. We talk about jumping off bridges, rich, ugly people, and we discuss if Hugh Jackman is actually a good actor. Then we wrap up the show with some talk about Lego, Tiger King, and Donnie's brand new iPad. Now, it's not where you are that matters, but when. So let's talk movies. What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of Real Amigos. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I am joined by my two co-hosts. Start with Phil. Phil, man, what's up with you tonight? Oh, dude, I don't know. A lot. Yeah? I didn't know that Hugh. I didn't know that Hugh Jackman was so. Well, I don't want to get ahead of us. I'm doing great, man. I'm living in Michigan. Uh, Did you get snow? Did it snow up there? We got, it snowed this week. It's April twenty third. I heard that uh, snowed. Two I heard days snow ago. kills the coronavirus. Is that right? Uh, that true. Guys, if you don't know where you are, Real Amigos is a, uh, is a podcast about movies, although we haven't talked about movies at all yet, um, and uh, it's where three of, three of us get together and talk about fun, fun uh, movies. Uh, we are in the middle of uh, our not. time travel season. No, you shut your mouth. We're not there yet, but you shut your mouth. Oh, man. Um, we are in the Dude. middle of our time travel season, and tonight we are going to talk about a great movie called Kate and Leopold. Are we here to talk about whether it is or isn't that without you qualifying it ahead of time? No, no. I I just want to say that this is the first time the word boring has entered the notes. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. All right. Shots have been fired. Before we get there, let's... No. Before we get there, we're going to kick off with everybody's favorite segment, which is called Daddy's Top 5. Uh, okay, as speaking of shots fired, as uh, we recently talked about on this podcast, I watched a movie called Knives Out. Oh my gosh, that's a good movie. Is that good? And I enjoyed it considerably. I did. I enjoyed it considerably. It was sort of like a clue for the 2010s, which of course Clue is a classic 80s movie. I thought that I had the mystery figured out pretty early on, but as usual... I was woefully off base. Like, for example, not seeing that Benicio del Toro was Kaiser Sozi and the usual suspects. Who knew? Spoilers! <laughs> I never saw the love affair between Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman coming in seven. I mean, Spoilers. wow. Good grief. Norman Bates' mom kills him in Psycho. Jaw drop moment. I mean, come on. Spoilers. Tom Tom Hanks killing little girls in the Green Mile. Holy Toledo. Holy cow. E.T. E.E.T. escaping death uh, at Earth only to death star it from outer space. Genius Spoilers. move. Drew Barry coming back from the dead to kill everyone else in Scream was a masterful twist that I do not believe you predicted, Chris, no matter how many times you tell me otherwise. Yet. Spoilers. Despite my severe lack of what movie about, what, about, what, what about the biggest spoiler of all time? That, that Jaws was a shark. The did biggest you, one of that out? The, the biggest one of all time is that the Tiger King does not sing his own music. Spoiler! <laughs> freaking Carol Baskins. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, that can, blew me out of the water. Let me tell you something. 
uh, a Twix for whichever of you listeners can guess which one of those spoilers is accurate. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's the right. one thing I had to say about Tiger King, the one thing I had to say about that whole show was I looked over to my wife and I went, he can actually sing. I know, that's what my wife... My wife says, that cannot be his voice. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. All right. Oh, so despite despite my lack of movie detective skills, I do love a good whodunit. But what I love even more, Chris, are motion pictures with armaments in their titles. So tonight, I bring you Donnie's top five weaponly titled movies, like yeah. Knives Out. I accept it. Let's start with 1986's Top Gun. I'm yes, kicking I'm oh. kicking off my list with the best of the best. A guy named after a missile going up against a guy with kill as part of his name. Brilliant casting from the start. A fantastic a fantastic movie that could never happen in real life, but that's why we watch movies. R.I.P. Goose. Tell me why that movie could never happen in real life. I don't know. I defy you. I defy you to rob me of the fantastic excitement and reality of Top Gun. Hey, man, I can't wait for Top Gun Part 2, Maverick. We may never get to see it at this rate, but could be one of the best sequels of the 2010s. 2020s. I'm I sorry. can't wait. I can't wait. I almost peed my pants when I found out that was coming. Top Gun at coming in coming in secondly on my list of weaponly title movies is Fight Club. Is the title Chris? Club. Is the is is the title referring to a mace, a warhammer, maybe a flail? Nope. It's an actual group of dudes getting together and beating each other up because their lives are boring. Sounds yeah, sounds dumb, but it's actually pretty dope. It's fantastic. So would you Number, say that the word club is a homonym? A homonym? No. What What is it? It's just a word. Never mind. Keep going. It's a noun. <laughs> it's, we know it's a noun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's not a homonym because it's spelled the same. It's just a word with more than one meaning, which is not a homonym. <coughs> not, which is not multiple better, words better, that sound the same. Got it. Better better known as a word with multiple definitions. All right, it's a movie podcast, not a grammar podcast. Coming, you started this. All right, next coming in next is two is two thousand four's Napoleon Dynamite. Go big oh, yeah. or go home. A bullied nerd tries to figure out how to blow up his school. Not really. He actually wins the day and the talent competition to, to prove how cool he actually is. He's a legend in his own mind and in our hearts. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Number favorite, four. Favorite Can Napoleon Carrie hear me scene. right now? Yeah, favorite Napoleon scene. Go. Oh, quick. Dude. One. Uh, favorite? Tina, eat some ham. Uh, That's one. Uncle Chris. Rico, every scene with Uncle Rico. Bowder Sensei. Bowder Sensei. I always like him playing tetherball by himself. Oh, fantastic. All I right, like coming in next in on this list. And the bully just keeps going. <laughs> he's making that face. <laughs> like, this guy's a loser. Who's this guy? Why Kip, is he up here? 
Your mom goes to college. All that. That's great. All right, yeah, coming in next on our list from 1998 is the movie Blade. Half vampire, half martial arts wielding human kicker of vampire butts is Blade. With his partner, Chris Christopherson, at yeah, his side, he cuts down the blood-sucking freaks that plague mankind. Number yeah. five. He's coming back, too, by the way, next year. Chris, do you, do you know the story of Blade and how it relates to my dating life? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. It's pretty fantastic. I don't know if I should tell this story. I'm going to tell it. I, yeah, I took my it. wife on a date to see Blade. It wasn't really a date. Yeah. We were. It was a sympathy situation. An older gentleman yeah. who went to college with us, who was way too old to be living in the dorm, was left alone for his birthday. And so my wife and I, being philanthropic, said, look, we'll take you out. What would you like to go do? He said, I'd like to go see Blade. So we went to see Blade. There's a scene around the middle of Blade where a half-turned vampire screeches out of the dark at the nurse lady. (laughs) She cried. Actual tears of fear. It was at that time in her life, no mockery intended. It was the scariest thing she'd ever, like the scariest movie she'd ever seen. She'd never seen anything like that. She was like, so great. She was like, this is what have I been drawn into here? Yeah. Well, she'll be excited when the, this is a long list boys better get on it. Sorry. Coming, coming in next. No, that's a great story. Glad you shared it. Coming in next is 1985's silver bullet. Corey Haim and Gary Busey talk about dream teams, get together and make weapons designed to stop the werewolf that is wiping out their town. The criminally underseen Stephen King adaptation is actually pretty good and pretty spooky. You guys should watch it. It's good. If you had to guess that one of those two was dead, it would be Busey, right? Oh, there is no doubt. But yet. Speaking of that. Fate. Coming in at... Coming in at the next number of our list is 1987's (laughs) We Wish No Ill Will on Anyone. We don't want people to die. No, it's not a wish. Just because we bet on who will does not mean we want them to. If I were playing a death lottery and Corey Haim (laughs) and Jake Busey It seems like Gary Busey would be really high on that list, no doubt. (laughs) Much higher. Much Lethal. higher than anybody that's died in the last five years. Oh, no doubt. No yet, doubt. And yet he climbs. He climbs high. All right. Next on the list, 1987's Lethal Weapon. Here's a movie that refers to its main character, Martin Riggs, by description rather than name. One of the all-time great action movies. Plus, it features a pre-insane performance by The Universe Must Be Ending because I just put two of these movies back-to-back. Gary Busey, a true, <laughs> a true classic. Lethal Weapon, great, I yeah, great. I don't, I don't think that movie counts. Movie. You you were naming movies named after I, weapons. You used the I, word weapon. I know, but I had to throw. I'm throwing it. It's a lethal weapon. It's too meta. Whatever. All right, we'll take it. That's pretty. Specific. Judges, <laughs> we'll accept it. Judges, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. All right, coming in next on our list is 1987's Full Metal Jacket. A Vietnam War movie that's only half about the Vietnam War. The first half is all about getting prepped for battle. How do you do that? By making fun of fat guys, beating fat guys with soap bars, forcing fat guys to suck their thumbs, 
making fat guys do more chores than skinny guys. And ultimately, ultimately pushing fat guys to murder and commit suicide with the title bullets, Full Metal Jackets. Let the, let Coming the in next on the list. That Donnie, Donnie is not slight, <laughs> therefore is allowed to say fat guys an inordinate number of times in a row. Yeah, I would qualify as a fat guy. Who played the uh, Coming in, next. in that movie? Me too. Arlie Ermey, who was in The Frighteners, which Chris and I watched recently. Has he ever not played that character in any movie? He has played, uh, yeah, he's played a few times oddball characters, but not mostly that, though. Okay, sorry. He was that in The Frighteners. Top five at every time. Totally. It's my new shit. I'm just going to offer it commentary throughout. The next next item on the list is getting a little more creative is 2016 Hacksaw Ridge. At least I didn't go with. At least I didn't go with Saw. A super violent look at some pacifist dude who saved a bunch of other dudes who made fun of him for months. And coming in last, they beat him with bars of soap. They did not. They did beat him with fists, however. (laughs) Have you not seen Hacksaw Ridge? I've seen all but the last fifteen minutes. I finally made it through the whole thing. All right. Coming in last on our list of weaponly titled movies is 1984's The Terminator. Quote, listen and understand that Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. Kyle Reese, the ultimate weapon. The Terminator. So you're, That's it so for you're Donnie. inverting the formula. Why do you got to bring up Kyle Reese, man? First of all, yes. That's we're going to talk about Kyle Reese tonight. We're going to talk uh, about Kyle Reese. Exactly. We're always talking about exactly. Kyle Reese. <laughs> but I don't this know. This thing started with Kyle Reese. And are it you saying Kyle Reese. you're using the word Terminator <laughs> because Terminator is a weapon? He is yeah. a weapon. He was created Again, too meta because it's only a weapon. To, I'm throwing a yellow flag on this one. Yellow flag. No way. He's not a weapon. He's a weapon and a half. Come on. <laughs> but he's only, we would only use the word Terminator as a weapon reference because of the movie Terminator. Would you rather go up against the Terminator with no gun or a psychopath with a gun? You choose. I will take the psychopath right. with a gun and take my chances. Is there a third option? That's the one I would pick. All right, yeah. listen. The third option is go five. back Very in nice, time Donnie. and parent your future offspring. That's... Stop. Stop. We will get there. I'm All talking right, about Kyle Reese. We are. It is time. It is time for the main event. So as you, uh, if you've been following, you know that we've been doing time travel movies. We've done some great movies uh, and we've done, actually, I think all of them have been pretty good. Uh, I think this may be the first, co- oh, well, no. Um, we did yeah, let's recall our last uh, <laughs> That's video. That's right, Millennium. <laughs> Millennium was terrible. Yeah. So we'll, we'll that's why that. I, by the way, we're, we're, that's why I chose to do my audio so poorly because I wanted, I figured <laughs> listeners would later be able to clean up the audio. Yeah, that's true. Good call. That's right. When they go, when they go a hundred years in the future. All right. That was last show. We are now talking about the 2001 romantic fantasy comedy called Kate 
and Leopold. This is your synopsis. It says an English duke from 1876 is inadvertently dragged to the modern day New York where he falls for a plucky advertising executive. Plucky. Dun, dun, dun. Plucky, that's what it said. The the uh, the movie was written and directed by James Mangold. What is <laughs> I that? Can't read that. What does it say? Well, I can't read it. Comedy. Com- oh, yeah, comedy. Stop! Stop! There! There! You know, stop! All right. It was written and directed by James Mangold. Stars Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman, Lee Shriver, uh, along with a lot of other people, like really great Brecken Myers in it. Um, Bradley uh, Whitford's in it. You have uh, you have uh, was a Viola Davis has like Viola a, a, a Davis pop up uh, appearance here. Is um, she in so, it? Uh, She's the yeah, lady she cop is. who um, writes him a ticket for not picking have, up oh, dog. I didn't know that. Excrement. I want one uh, of you to pronounce the dude's Shaw's name. 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 Is it Liev? Liev? Schreiber? Schreiber? It's, it's, it's Liev. How do you pronounce that guy's name? It's Liev. Liev Schreiber? Schreiber? Cotton it's Mather. Livey? Liev. It is Liev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber. Yes. Okay. All right. Was he in 15 so, uh, minutes? So this was actually. No. What? He does look dirty though. Okay. Listen. Let's talk. Let's talk for a minute. Okay. So uh, this is a movie that I uh, that I I volunteered for this list. You know, we wanted to shake it up. We were doing time travel, but we didn't want to just do all like crazy science fiction movies. We wanted to throw it up. You know, th- throw some curveballs in there. I thought a romantic comedy would be a fun way to go. This is a movie that I saw in the theater. Um, this is a movie that I <laughs> that I love. I love this movie, and we'll talk about why in a little while. Uh, so, I'm but glad I you believe to see it in the theater. I'm I'm pleased with my price of admission. <laughs> okay, so but but I am under the impression neither one of you have seen it before, right? Nope. And that's what makes this so much fun. Okay, all right. So let's let's go. Uh, uh, Phil, let's go. You <laughs> you have a lot to say, man. What do you got? No, let's, not, talk about, not... let's talk about uh, Kate and Leopold. Well, where do you want to go? Do you want to go with just general comments? Is 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 Hugh Jackman a good actor? Hugh Jackman is a fantastic actor. He did really nail he, that creamery butter commercial, didn't he? Oh my god! I, I, I wanted Jackman. to buy butter. So here, so you you okay? Okay, hang on. You you want to start with Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman is second build in this movie, which yes, I, I, I found very interesting. This is his fourth movie. Sexist, um, but. His third was actually the year before this in 2000 when he showed up as Wolverine in the X-Men movie, which which pretty much changed his whole life. Um, but this is still pretty early on. So he actually got second billing to Meg Ryan, which I thought was very interesting. Meg Makes Ryan, sense. this is really kind of – this is well, maybe, but this is on her kind of descent. Like this is her last – this is her last financially successful movie. Yeah, I was gonna um, ask. There's so, a few. There's a. I've, yeah, I was wondering the same thing about Breck and Meyer. Like he was in. Like what happened to that guy? I like that kid. He was in Clueless. He had a TV show yeah. back in the early aughts. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. He just. I always liked that dude. I thought he was a good actor. He's in. He was this in movie. Rat Race. He was in Rat Race. Okay, maybe I'm. Pro- <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're proving yeah. our point. <laughs> Not our I, point. Uh, your <laughs> point. Maybe I retract the question. <laughs> no, I. I get it. I, uh, His filmography I answers so he, my question. Meyer so, so happened to Breckenmeyer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what I really found interesting is going back to this. I didn't realize until, um, until we were re- researching time travel movies 
um, because at the time that I, I saw this, I wasn't as into kind of identifying, you know, uh, movies and who are behind them, but that it was written and directed by James Mangold and who that was, right? So James Mangold uh, writ, uh, wrote and directed Copland, uh, Girl Interrupted. Copland is Walk, really good. Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, the remake. Great. Wolverine. Great. The Wolverine and Logan movie. Great. He did uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which Fantastic. was Oscar last year. So like this guy's a this guy's like this is a gr- he's a great writer, a great director. I was really surprised to kind of Chris. You just uh, proved that great that, hitters that strike out. No. Okay. All right. Wow. So, so let's get into it. Let's Harsh words. And you let's know go. he's let's... you know he's in this movie too, right? Yes. Yes, he is. Who he is? is the director of the movie that they are screening. He comes up to him and he's like, at the, at the beginning, I think she's very likable. And that life out of. Yes, oh. and then he walks off. That's him. All right, okay. Chris, what are you going to say, bro? I want to answer your question. No, I do no, no, think no. Hugh Jackman is a good actor. I, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. I, I think he's good. I don't think he ruined this movie. I think... Uh, well, I don't think anybody ruined this I don't this movie. think... I feel Meg like Meg Ryan's, Ryan's plastic surgery ruined this movie. <laughs> I, I just don't think Meg okay, was great so in this let's movie. let's start with... Let's was start she? with Meg, Meg Ryan. Let, let's start with Meg Ryan. No. Was, Meg, was Meg Ryan ever attractive? Yes. In the 80s. She's cute. I don't know. I don't C- think C- she She's was. cutesy. I she's, think she's... She's not like yeah. not... She's not like a knockout. Never has been. No, she's not a bombshell. No, no, she's I, not I, a... I she's, agree. She's no Leah Thompson. Let's be clear. Oh, well, I disagree you know, with that. She definitely isn't. If I had... Um, I... Uh, Listen, I love Meg Ryan. When Harry Met Sally, one of the all-time my all-time favorite movies. I think she's fantastic. I just don't know that she's ever been attractive. She's like, like she's like what I imagine. Like if a gerbil became a person, like that was like the personality and kind of the look, like real plucky, like you said earlier, and kind of plucky. like, hey guys, what's going on? Man? But I think what's I think what's great though is I think, I think she has great south. timing. <laughs> My gerbil impression she, is lacking. Sorry. They're from I South America. I think she has. I, I have a Spanish accent. I think she has great. I think she has great timing. I think she is very. Um, she has great facial. She, she's a great reactionist. Yes. Like she, that's she's true. really good at reacting to what's going on. I think she. I right. think she's a great presence. I just don't think she's attractive. Okay. I felt uh, okay. like now on on Meg Ryan. I thought she was kind of unlikable in this movie. Yeah. And the scene yeah. where the scene where she, okay, she um when she puts uh whatever his name was, Leopold in 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 for the uh the commercial and he gets it. And they go out on the road, on the street, on the sidewalk, and she starts celebrating. Like, yeah, that felt so forced and lame. Like it just felt phony. I was just like I didn't buy it. There's a scene where I I wrote down in here, Meg Ryan is a bad yawner. Like her, she does a scene where she falls asleep on his shoulder late in the movie. And she does this yawn. I'm just like, that's the worst yawn I've ever seen. It's like my five-year-old like going, I'm so tired. Like whatever. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I, I wasn't a big Meg Ryan fan in this movie. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, so, Phil, you brought up. You brought up there wasn't a comedy. You want to start there? I did not laugh at all. Oh no! In this movie, 
So Did I lose think you? by by that no, he's there. By that like metric, it's it sure it you have to sell it in a category, but it wasn't funny. The funniest thing in this movie no. was the slap sound effects. Oh, are you talking about? <laughs> Are you talking about the beginning? When the uncle slaps his face. His hand? With his uncle? His uncle slaps his face. When his <laughs> uncle slaps his face, that is a great scene. And then a little bit no, later. No, I'm talking about when. They slap him on the hand. Liev Schreiber slaps him on the hands. That is hilarious. Yes. That is the only time I laughed in the whole movie. Because yeah. he's like going, he's like girly slapping his hand. He's like, stop, stop, let me go, let me go. <laughs> that yes. was the only time I laughed. That was it. That, that the slap sound effects in this movie were the only thing that had me chuckling. Everything else in this movie was tropey, was unoriginal, and felt like they were trying to capitalize on "You've Got Mail, Meg Ryan." Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. It definitely, it definitely feels like it is a, uh, it's, it's very much a production uh, or a produced movie. Um, I, I I think that the idea is is sound. I think but, it's unique. Um, I think it has a unique plot twist. Yeah, the time travel is yeah. interesting. Did you guys I, catch? Did, he, did you both catch Meg Ryan at the very beginning? Yeah, this whole oh. movie is complete irony. This whole movie is Meg Ryan testing romantic comedies. She is the epitome of a romantic comedy lead actress. No, yeah, no. Yeah, Joe yeah. versus the volcano. When Harry met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail. She's been in like fifteen of them. City of Angels. And here yeah, she is no, now doing like the whole. Oh well, you know, talking about movies aren't you know whatever. I don't know what she said. No, I'm talking about no, at the beginning yeah, but, of the movie. But, but, no, you're talking about the when when Leopold oh yeah yeah when she's in the Liev Schreiber yes Livy Leif Schreiber. Livy Shriverber. Shriverber. Oh, <laughs> she is walking in the, in the house. Yes, that. I saw her. I assume you catch I that. I did. So from there, it was like, it was a tell. Like this. Okay, I know where this movie's going. So at that moment, for me, the clock starts ticking and two hours is way too long to get there. So you wait for your Kyle Reese moments. I, I literally wrote, I literally wrote, uh, boring till the dinner, when they dinner on the roof, then this movie picks up. Yeah. And and it, I can attest it, it because I looked over at one point and my wife's eyes were half shut and she loves these kinds of movies. Oh. Your but wife then, slept um, through this movie? Not slept. Oh. She was a little like out of it, but then... It, and then, but after the dinner, it starts to pick up, and then yeah. you get some really cool stuff. So I do. Yeah, I Donnie, do. Did you watch this with Cheryl? I did not because circumstances did not permit. Okay. I had intended okay. to, but no, I did not. Okay. I watched um, this myself, which says a lot for me, for my character. <laughs> I would have loved to see Donnie just sitting on the couch watching this. <laughs> no, I would rather have been a member of his family who walked in and went. Hey man, what are you watching? Hey, oh my gosh! And it was kind of like that. Not gonna lie went. to you. All right, <laughs> and turned around and walked out. I'll leave you to it. Uh, yeah. So, 
So Meg, now, I, I, I won't I won't argue with you on time. It's 118 minutes, so right, so we're right at right at two hours. I do think it's a little long in the tooth. I I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but like, but I see. You know, I, I'm a bit of an apologist for this movie. I love all of the back and forth between Hugh Jackman and Breckin Meyer, and I love how Breckin Meyer is just convinced that he's just an actor the entire time. And, yeah. uh, and and kind of their back and forth and the way that they're I, I just I enjoy the small moments kind of with with them. I enjoy, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the fact that, that I think that Liam Shriver is probably the best actor in this entire film. And he he basically gets put into a mental institution. I got a huge problem with that. I have such a huge that problem guy. With that. Livy Shriver is he he always looks like the bad guy even when he's the good guy. That's because you were introduced to him as Cotton Mather. Cotton Mather. You only know him as the killer in Scream. Oh, is he in Scream? Is he in Scream? Oh, he is, isn't he? He's the guy they've got pegged for the murder of. Campbell. What's her name? Nev Nevi Nev Camp Campbell. Nev Shriver. Camp Camp Bell. So how can we have a movie podcast and you guys can't even say people's names? My point is Nev Campbell. My point is So this is Chris. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that's the only reason you know. That's why you only think of him as a bad guy because he looks like because you were it's first learned theory. You're introduced to him as a scumbag. He looks shady, bro. He always looks. Yeah, he always looks like he's uh, too. So, Chris, did you catch that? Chris, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, Chris, did you catch that that in this movie we have an X Men connection? Yeah, because he's Sabretooth. That's right. This is Wolverine and Sabretooth. Of course. Together. I wish. I wish that's what we were watching. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. What's what's interesting about that, though, is that they were brothers in the first Wolverines. So X-Men Origins Wolverines, which James Mangold was not involved in. James Mangold came in in The Wolverine, the second movie, which Leah Shriver's not in. Is that the one where he's in Japan and he wears the samurai uniform? The samurai thing comes in. Yes, the Wolverine. That's the second movie, The Wolverine. James Mangold did that one, and then he came back and did look. This movie has one of the great put downs that I've ever heard. (laughs) Let's hear it. It is delivered by Li Livy Shaver. Liave. He. He is talking to Meg Ryan on the phone, and she says this. Oh, dude. They're a broken up couple, and she says, <laughs> I gave you my best years. And Ooh. he says to her, those were your best? Oh. Dude, that that's that hard, is the, probably the best put down that I have ever heard. Oh, it is hardcore, God. man. And delivered. So delivered oh, it is. It. And he even... He even apologizes when he does. He's like, oh, that was rough. Like, he's like, he knows it. He's like, that was hardcore, man. Yeah. I like to think that Liev was filming that scene. And after he said the line that was written, like, just personally, he felt like it was too far. And he apologized, which was off script. That was the actor apologizing. (laughs) That was terrible. I really apologize for that. I'm just reading what they gave me. I'm really sorry. 
I'm just Ron Burgundy here. I'm just reading what's on the prompter, man. <laughs> no, that, that uh, those was, were that your was, best that years. Harsh, that oh yeah, that was so brutal. Yeah, but some of the best right, advice. Anyway. Some of the best advice. In, I I thought Leopold. What's gave, that? Le- he he said, "Think of pleasing her, not vexing her." I thought that was good oh, writing. Oh, that's good. I thought that was good. That's great. Look, I'm good. with you. I'm going to say this. But then, but this then movie it's... is better without Kate. Uh, I know. Everybody pause, with, pause for effect. Better without, without Kate? Without without Kate. Oh, so I Le- agree. Leopold comes back. Dude, I... He teaches a collection of guys about chivalry and gentlemanship. Oh, yeah. And it's like Hitch with time, with time travel. Yeah. Dude. I love it. I'm with you on that. That's well put because every time I just realized when you said that, every time she's not around, I enjoy this movie so much better. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All the she's a bummer. So it should be called terrible. Charlie and Leopold. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Take Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Dude, I love it. But yeah, so I'm, I'm being dead it. serious. Dude, I'm I, joking, but I'm serious. This I is agree. a better movie. If Leopold isn't there to satisfy his own romantic desires, he goes back in time. He teaches these a group of young guys, or maybe just one particular young guy like like Charlie, gets helps him find the love of his life. Then when he returns to the past, he's found his vigor for life, and he decides he's gonna go because at the beginning he's sort of a, you know, he just doesn't believe in love, and when he gets back, he Dude. realizes no, I do believe in love, and it. <laughs> And in the saving of these young men, he himself is saved. That's a better movie, dude. Right? Yeah. What if What if he takes it. Charlie with him instead of Kate at the end? Charlie's like, dude, I got to get in on this on this society life that you're living. I want to be a part of that. And he and he's the guy. He's the one he takes back with him instead. That would be great. So not 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 to continue down this track for too long, but Phil, that could be easily set up with Hugh Jackman coming to the point of the party at the beginning that it's all completely a waste and goes to the bridge to commit suicide. Oh bam, look at this, dude. Come on. Yet 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 by saving Char- yet by saving Liev, he goes to the portal, refines his purpose, and then when he's able to go back, he goes back to the party and actually lives a fulfilling life. That was Love a great it. movie. Golly, dude, why don't we No re- no Meg Ryan needed. Why aren't we rewriting crappy movies? Like I said, these are the movies that need to be remade. Well, I don't think Kate Leopold needs to be remade, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey Chris, there's a big yeah. old there's a big old fat dog poop scene in this movie. Oh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. Like it. But but I but but I will say I do it enjoy Viola Davis is fantastic as always, yeah. and I I love the I love the scene where he's just like I, I refuse. And he's like I am I am Leopold whatever whatever and she takes his mouth. All right, <laughs> whatever his name was. Oh. No, I thought it was great. I, dude, I'm telling you, I like this movie. I think it was great. I, I love the, I love the horse ride through the park. You know, predictable. Uh, you know? Saw it coming. Very, I wrote in my notes. Of course, of course. I wrote in my notes. I called the horse. There's no chance you can dis debridle a horse that fast. <laughs> if you're from the 1800s, you can, Phil. 
Touche. There's also no chance that a handsome cab driver lets you take his horse to chase. Oh, that down guy has a pistol. A purse. That dude has a pistol under his seat, and he shoots you dead. Yeah, right there. <laughs> That's his okay, livelihood. Listen. Let me. So, so okay. So let me tell you my favorite scene. My favorite scene. Uh oh. Is in the mental institution with Liev Shriver when he gives his speech at the table of what he wants to do with his life. And the nurse just like has a has a breakdown. She's just in tears. She yeah. lets him go. Yeah. And then I love him running out like like he's like a total crazy person. Well, would. Well, he runs out of the thing. But I he, love that scene. He left in a gown and people just watched him run by. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. A little sketchy. I know. I, know. I, I have a problem. I have a serious I, I problem really with the psych ward great. thing. Okay. It's a cheap tool. We got to get Liev, Livy, Levee out of the picture. Evil. Incarnate. And it's a, have, yeah. It's like the guy fell down a, a, an elevator shaft. He hurt himself. That guy's dead, by the way. <laughs> right. But my other problem with that is wouldn't he be mildly cognizant of the ridiculousness and just not go on this tear about the feet? Like, like he knows he's got to get back to where he's got, needs to be. Why in these movies are guys incapable of shutting up long enough Dude, to see one of our favorite, one of our favorite time travel movies is Terminator two. When, when, when uh, Sarah Connor's locked up and she refuses to lie. She's like, hey, I got this. It's a Terminator. He's coming. Come on. But she thought she was warning the world of imminent apocalyptic doom. That's being a prophet. It's not being Levi Shriver trying to get back to your apartment. Trying to save elevators from being, you know, not invented. (laughs) All right. I want to talk about elevators, but not yet. Yeah, I, we've got to talk about elevators and, you know, and uh, how uh, procreation works in a minute. But I will say, you have to think of it from, you have to also think that from Liev, though, it's not just the elevators. If he doesn't get the Duke back, he doesn't exist. He's freaking Marty McFly at this point. Oh, so you see and his, so, I, you see his irrational behavior as self-preservational. I, I mean, I think it's a mixture, but yeah, absolutely. No, he actually it, says know. at one point in the movie, he says, me and who knows how many other people won't yeah. even exist because of this. Or okay. Yeah. I, I can get on that. I can get on board with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about time travel then. Okay. Um, All right. Because that, you know, we, we, we specifically picked the movies for time travel. They they reference time travel in here, which is very interesting because they reference it just like the Avengers do. But they don't hold to their own logic, which doesn't work. So I got a lot of problems with this. There are a lot of holes okay. in this space-time continuum. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the record, it is primarily a Meg Ryan love movie that time travel is tacked onto but yes there are definitely problems well hey don't put let's it go. in if you're not going to try to wrestle with it <laughs> no no let's go let's go let's talk about it all right first of all what here's my first let's problem go. start of the movie we're in 1876 leopold spots Levevi. he mm-hmm. then chases him 
out of the place and he runs past Meg Ryan, right? Therefore, Meg is already in the past. She's already made her leap. Therefore, when he gets to the future, she shouldn't be there. Right? Well, maybe. I love this Although, part. I love this part of every movie whenever, when you two guys try to figure out time travel, which doesn't even exist in real life, but you guys are going to fight about it. Hold on, though. I have to be frank. I have to be honest. A moment of intellectual honesty that as we're talking about it, I am realizing that one line by Levevi does allow for some explanation. He says, you're going back to the same day, but you yes. may experience some things that you've already experienced. Yes. Okay, I'm going to so back he, off on that so, one. Yeah. Okay, so he, here, here is... So, 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 so on, on, to, on to that thought process, <coughs> here's, like, here's like the one big takeaway from that. And it's, it's, it's this. <laughs> you're killing me. We don't know. It's never defined how the rift in time works that's problematic it isn't like for for example why is the, it problematic this is my favorite no, no, kind on, of time travel hang on hang on hang on with the delorean you you sit in the car and you pick the day and the time that you're going to go to you know exactly when you're going but with a rift in the time you, you don't know it isn't like that rift always goes to the exact same moment that's why leaf says you may repeat things that you've done before because there's no exact science to when you're going to be thrown back in the past who said that leaf says leaf says that. it's what you just referenced Oh. You may have to relive things again because going through now here, here here's what I I'll forgot say, though, that Bill. guy's name. So so I'm gonna counter I'm gonna counterpoint your point by counterpointing again to put to to say that you are right because I usually if am. she was there in the future at the beginning he wouldn't have been running out of the room because when she gets there at the end, he doesn't run out of the room. He's all the way across the room standing still, and she just walks in and sees him. So if that was at the beginning, the actual future, he would have ran out past her, but he didn't. So she is there two times. No, no, because the baby says, don't follow me this time. He knows he has to stay. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, but yeah, but 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 you're still you're still not hearing me though because in the beginning it's possible he runs out. past her. That's time, right? I did. He, he, he like like that is that happened. He runs past Meg Ryan uh, on his way to the portal. Yeah. So that that is that is that is timeline A, right? So if that is the future. It always happens. Been... You always pull out the timeline A, and that's when I check out. <laughs> when we start going down multiple timelines, I'm like, okay, let me check it my notes. Work. It it doesn't work the way that they. Okay, so this is the way Liev says it in the movie. He says it just like the Avengers do. He tell he tells Kate when you go there, you were already there because that's your future. It hasn't happened yet, right? That must have happened when I was. But putting if that the was the case, she that. wouldn't have been there at the beginning, huh? Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. So so when he goes and picks her up. At the very end of the movie, he shows her the pictures. Yes, right. And she's like, how is this How is this possible? He's like, well, it's possible because this is your future. The way time works is that this hasn't happened yet. 
which means that he was supposed to go into the past, that he was supposed to bring Leopold to meet Meg. They were supposed to go back, and then Meg was supposed to go back, and that's the future. That's that's progressive. But the problem is – if that's the case, then you should have never seen Meg Ryan in the beginning of the movie. She should not have been there because that would have been the past. They relive right. that moment. Right. So so, so having her show up in the beginning was the mistake. Everything else actually checks out if you take her out of the beginning. If you take because her time travel always does always check out. Always moving. F- yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so, so here's I a question. You if you pull Leopold out of the past when you pulled him out of the past. Mm-hmm. Elevators do not exist in our time. In our time, correct. Because he would never have been around to invent them. All right, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Are you about to tell me that what are the you reason thinking? there was no Robin eggs? Are you about to tell me that the reason there was no elevator in the shaft that he fell down was because it wasn't invented? Were did we? Not, were we pick up on that? The were we Marty? Wait a second. No, Meg Ryan gets caught half telling device, Donnie. Meg Ryan gets stuck halfway. What's what? Why did she? Why that happen? Well, so that yeah, so because the elevator is there, it just they just don't work anymore. So hers doesn't work, and then his is just totally gone. So basically, his Marty McFly photo is the elevators disappearing. Yes. Yeah, is that what you're trying to the, tell me? There was a news thing where it was like elevators all over the city, blah blah blah. Nope, I didn't see that. The elevator that is makes... the storytelling device, Donnie. I know his he invented the elevator. I know no, and he named no, it Otis no. after his servant. It's not even that. It's later in the movie when she's on an elevator and it starts working, that's when she realizes he's gone. Yeah, she sees Otis. She's reminded of his servant's name, Otis. No, it's the working elevator. Chris, reminded that who's reminded that who's gone? That Leopold's gone. That Leopold since left, so she gets in the elevator. It starts uh, working, and it starts working because Leopold is now gone back to the past to invent. That's how she knows Otis elevators. Okay. It's, it's, it's actually one of my favorite parts of this movie is that they subtly use the elevators as a storytelling device. My only yes. but but my issue with it is if 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 elevators don't work because they've never been invented, then they don't exist. Yeah, why would you have an elevator shaft? Let's build a shaft with nothing in it. Right. Because it doesn't exist. Right. It's Maybe we'll whole... just put a trapeze in there and people can swing down to the next floor. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't see butterfly right. effect, but Let I have me... to imagine it has this sort of premise that the smallest decisions would actually make monumental changes in the space timeline. Without elevator shafts, architecture changes, buildings are different. Uh, people aren't as fat. Uh, so, no, all that's Buildings true. are so, probably not as tall. Most likely. Yes. Yeah. Leopold's so 9-11, 9-11 maybe, doesn't maybe, happen maybe, because maybe, there are no maybe, tall but buildings. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, 
and again, I don't think the movie posits this, so I'm not saying the movie says this, but like let's be let's be real. Somebody would have created the elevator. It didn't have to be that guy. That's like saying that that we wouldn't have you know a telephone okay. if, if or an airplane or a car. Okay, Somebody fine. would have eventually created it. I'll give you that, but then Leopold's departure from the past. So you're positing the opposite from Butterfly Effect. You're saying that his departure from the past would have no monumental consequences in the present because somebody else would have therefore made the elevator, and and they would they should still yeah. be working, and they should yes. still be working. No, I of I course agree. I agree. Listen, it is it is a plot device in order for us to get that scene at the end of the movie when she rides the elevator and realizes he's gone. I get it, okay? But I'm just saying yeah. that... No, it was good. Yes, I, I will yeah, say this. Elevator if, should still work. If you're Meg Ryan and the doorway opens to an elevator and it's halfway, you don't climb through there, buddy. All that right. That is how you get cut in half. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've oh. seen... Yeah, I've seen speed. Um, so, oh. the... Um, <laughs> The, okay, so I'm going to totally blast everything you guys just said about time travel in this movie. You ready? No, I am. Because in this, in this movie, near the end, Lively Schneider says this. Blake Lively Schneider? He says, Blake Lively Schreider, Schneider says, he says, I thought that time travel was all about the... The the what is it the rip and the continuum or the door or whatever he, he said it was a and pretzel says, that he needed to untwist right that's right but he said it's but it is, but it is a pretzel and it's and he uses the word he says it's a kismetic pretzel kismet is chance and happenstance so his argument at the end of this movie is time is gonna do what time is gonna do it's gonna take you where yeah. it wants you to go. They're in love, so they're going to end up in the same place. So it doesn't matter what your rip in time looks like from one day to five days later. His argument is this is fate. They're supposed to be together. Time's going to take them to where they need to be. So yeah. time is, time travel in this movie is jack. It means nothing but except the okay. ability to do it. And so no one jumps off a bridge. Okay. so No one's so that I, in love. No, Not only that, but... But Chris, you pointed this out a minute ago. If if Le Levi Blake Lively jumps off the bridge at the beginning of the movie, uh -huh. he doesn't know where it's gonna take him. Oh no, not at all. He could wind up in the. What if he winds up back before the there river. was a bridge to drop off to jump off of, and he's stuck? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Understand. That would have actually been another great movie. Sure. The whole movie is like, how do I get that? How do I get high enough to, to do that again? Yeah. And then no, he builds no the bridge. One. He builds the bridge just so he, he, he can jump off the of it. bridge builder. And, and then you realize at the very beginning of this movie, the guy with the erection is Liev Schreiber when he's old. <laughs> Come on, you didn't laugh at the erection joke? The erection joke was great. I, I thought that was good. The problem is you couldn't have an old guy with an erection. So, um, the next point would have to be, how is it possible then that Kate is a, you have, what is it when you're a descendant, but you're like an ancestor, I guess. How is it that she is an ancestor of Stuart's and also his lover? Ex-lover. <laughs> 
So that was my honestly, that was my biggest issue with the entire movie. It's your Kyle, Kyle Reese, Reese moment. It's Kyle Reese. Yeah, they've been they've been they've been banging and and, and and that's like his great 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 grandmother. Come with you know, me if you want to live. You gotta understand that, it's not that, that, that I just realized I just realized how much different meaning that phrase takes on in the Terminator when Kyle Reese says to Sarah, Come with me if you wanna live. Like live it up? Like what are you talking about, Kyle? <laughs> what kind of life is this? Anyway. I just, so. I just wrestle anytime, anytime time travel movies do this, where like a future person somehow goes back into the past in order to to spawn progeny, who they knew in the future versions of themselves. Yeah. It doesn't that, work. That yeah. just makes no sense. Especially, so especially in the argument of the the Avengers Endgame. Where, uh, where if to travel to the past, whereas your future is still your future. I'm going, it's I'm going future, to start, which means, which means that that Leopold has never had kids ever, because he he got displaced from the 1800s, spent right. a little time in New York, and then went back, and right. so and that I, his future has never happened. And I have no problem with Kate going to the past to be with Leopold, sure, and having sure. again progeny. Yeah. I have a, but, but my, but, but they never explore the fact that that sort of going to the past would have as, as devastating an effect on the future as past people coming to the future has on the past. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree for sure. Yeah. And you know, and the problem is with this, with this whole thing is that they don't have to be related. There, there was not a single plot point. Of for Stuart and Leopold to be related, other than him just to have a fascination with them, yeah. Like this, he's a scientist. He just like right. there, there's no connection, for right? No reason. And, and beyond that, he acts like he knew he was going to go to 1876 because he had been looking up articles about Leopold. Yeah, he, he didn't know where he was going to go. I have a problem, Donnie. Know. You said you liked this time travel theory of like just rips in the time continuum that you can. Figure sure. out by studying and just jumping through it. Like yeah. you're down for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Why not? I'm gonna start taking. I'm gonna start a like a chart of how many times Chris mentions the Avengers on our time travel movie podcast. That's the standard. That's the that's the real. That's the real deal. That's real time yeah. travel that we're basing <laughs> this on. Standard. I think it's the gold standard. Yeah. Hey, I don't I have. Think, yeah. Listen. You guys, you guys, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. Look, have you not figured this out yet? I do not want to have to think too hard about my movies. I just want to watch them and enjoy them and be entertained, man. Whatever. Whatever. That's half the fun to me. That's why I like doing time travel movies because I think they're fun. Okay, let's do this. Uh, we need to start, start kind of uh, winding down a little bit. So let's do uh, rapid fire. So uh, just like last notes, anything you had written down that we hadn't talked about, what do you got? Donnie, so start with you. All right, I got a couple. Uh, the scene where the kid uh, is in the apartment in the background. <laughs> I thought I was watching like For, like bad footage. Oh, no, 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 dude! I wrote down the title "Insidious." Do you remember that movie? <laughs> what, I was like, I was like, what is about to happen? And so they don't the even explain anything. 
that that kid is just like, oh, I hang out with Stewart on my late work days, and that's it. That kid is only in the movie for like, uh, you know, a few minutes of like, I'm going to tell you a story, and that's it. But when he's when he pops in the background, I was freaking out. I'm not kidding. I was like, oh my gosh, like I something happened that. here. Talk, I was watching. Talk about a I, rip. <laughs> I was watching, and I thought. Did they edit in a scene in it? <laughs> Dude, the, it's like, like three minute, a, it, three minute yes. a baby when the with the person in the window. It's like, did they yeah. just completely forget about this kid? It's spooky. Yeah. It feels it feels like that that should have been at least hinted at earlier in the movie. Like oh, maybe it's... when Liam. Like, 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 like the day that Liev gets home, maybe he, the kid knocks on the door and he's like, oh, I can't watch, I can't watch with you today, man. And he like closes oh, the yeah. door or something. Yeah. Give us something. Know. You get, and, it, and it's a black, it's a little black boy too. So it's like, he does it's like, he just comes out of nowhere. Like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> Why is he We here? haven't seen a single black person in the entire movie up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, now there's a black kid on the couch. Now he's just what in the house with this guy. <laughs> I also part of me thought... wondered if part of me wondered if somehow that was gonna play like he was in like like he was in the wrong house. Back to the future. He, there was that yeah. that kid had no play in this movie. He, he was yeah. just a yeah. Well, no, no just when I first saw a little a little African American kid in the background, I thought, oh, he's in the wrong house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, that, and that and that could have been a really good, not good, but it, it could have been a funny interaction had Leopold. You know, it was the 1800s. Had he realized that, hey, what, what is the black kid doing walking around? Like, you're not, you're not allowed to do that. Like, that could have been an interesting juxta, juxtaposition. Uh, that goes on raised. Phil's list of why this movie couldn't get made. Uh, right now. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, have two, I also by the thought way. I have two. Okay, hang on. Hang right. on. Well, hang on. Let me end, finish my I rapid fires. <laughs> I also thought uh, it was pretty funny when he said. Um, he said the general of electric. He's like, I thought the general of electric would have better products with his name on them or something like that. So that was pretty funny. Um, I didn't, until I you actually, just said that, I didn't make the connection uh, of him saying that, but then also his outrage at the at the crappy butter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I just now, as yeah. you're saying that, realize like he, he cared about that integrity piece. All the way yeah, you put your name on on this. Yeah. It needs to be yeah. good stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, I do. I do. I do. Also, love when he sees the fire truck. Oh, like, fire brigade. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, fire that's, brigade. that's good. I, just, I like. I like. I, I like. I, I. I love this movie. I think it's. I gotta. Cool. I gotta say. I kind of liked the. Um, how do I put it? I, I. I liked the way they kind of downplayed his awe at, at the at the future. Like he yeah. wasn't constantly just like, oh, oh, why, yeah. oh, oh. I mean, he was kind of like, okay, like he was a yeah. he was a creative mind, like he was a forward yeah. thinker, and so like he wasn't shocked by anything like horseless carriage. I think he caught, like a steam engine or whatever. That I mean, the one time he has any real reaction is the bridge and that it's still standing. He's like, wow, that's a miracle, you know. Like, yeah. but everything else, you know, it's not. It's not like. I hate movies where they just trip all over themselves and, you know, like they didn't make any big deal out of the technology stuff. I mean, they showed a quick scene where he's flushing the toilet and you know that, but that's it. But, um, but I like that. Like 1876, 1876. uh, You're pooping in your hand. 
Well, no, no, I was going to say the opposite. You and I had a grandmother. Our great-grandmother was born in 1900. Our great-grandfather, just two generations prior, he was born in like 1896. Born in 1896. So, actually, I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you. Like, he adapted well, considering it's really only about 125 or so years of passage, time passed. There, there, a lot yeah. of a lot of what we enjoy today is just now today. I mean, we have serious technological advances, but like plumbing and electricity, these weren't like completely unheard of in the late 1800s. Right. Yeah. No, 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 they weren't. And so and you're right; was, they, they played were... that really well. To be like, he was I, like, I, yeah. oh, okay. What I what I think was really good though that they did was they didn't make him a buffoon, you know, where right. he was like going around like pointing. But what I love right. is that it what it wasn't it wasn't so much the things that he was that that he was kind of taken aback to, but it was it was the changes in lifestyle. So like changes in integrity and mm. even things like like the meal. When he sit down, he's like, I'm ready for the next course. They're like, no, this is it. And he's yeah. like he's like, you know, he's like cooking for us was, you know, we like took pride in it. You know, we planned it out for weeks in advance. It's like it it was something that meant something. And it feels yeah. like it feels like t- today nothing means anything to anybody, and and I I thought that was a I thought that was kind of his, like, yeah, kind of his. Well, he was, is, is yeah, he was. He also mentions her wearing pants. He's like, yes. clearly, clearly, you're some kind of a career person, because he probably you know hadn't seen many women in pants, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I did yeah, like he's that. Never they condescending. Didn't... He's never. No, yeah. At all. He doesn't treat people like they're serfs or that they're that they're lesser, like he's respectful. He's, you know, he's just sort yeah. of like, okay, I'm in a different place. And um, Sure. Yeah, I, I, I like that they downplayed that. I, I, I don't like movies where they over, over, they ham that up too much. So, uh, so I, there was Donnie, that. I, Donnie, Go ahead. Donnie, I think what you're saying is that uh, Hugh Jackman acted that very well. Is, no, Hugh, Hugh Jackman's fine. I, I just was asking if he was any good. Liefy um, Schreiber my, did a good job of his sort of like he's great. I love being enamored, not enamored, but interested in the past as well. Just kind of like sneaking the quick pictures and like there's that one scene. Where oh he's yeah, like, as he's walking out of the room, he's just like <laughs> click, and then he just keeps going. You know. Yeah, when I when I first saw he's it, he's laughing I, I, I at the erection joke, but nobody else is. He's I know he keeps looking around. He's like, <laughs> he's like nobody, nobody, nobody's getting this. Nobody, like just me. Okay. <laughs> So I that was good. yeah, it was a good juxtaposition. When he when he when he takes that yeah. picture, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "That dude has a camera! Like, what the heck?" <laughs> but but I, then I was like, "I said, wait a minute. I'm sure this is gonna explain itself." I have two more quick ones. I mentioned one already. No one jumps off a bridge for love. I don't care how in love you are. I don't care if you're Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire. You're not jumping off a bridge just because somebody tells you you're gonna go back in time. No way. This movie should have ended with us realizing that the whole thing was a ruse by Liefe Shriver to kill her. Oh, dude. <laughs> to get back at her. Why are we yeah. not writing movies, man? He's like, ha, I talked that chicken to committing suicide. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is good stuff. And, um, then, and then we're back here's... in the psych ward. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's a my, uh, I, criminal my, mastermind. I have... <laughs> Not a time traveling genius. And then you find out we're actually in the counselor's office of the psych ward, and the entire movie has just been his recap of what happened to get him there. Yeah, and when he goes back to his room, when he goes back to his room, the wall of his room, 
illuminates with electricity and Leopold steps through the portal and says, yes. wow. I think we got away with it. Leave Evie. You right. Are you writing this down? <laughs> All right, Donnie, go. Um, oh, but I do want to say uh, to this... that, Donnie, you said nobody jumps off a bridge. Uh, nice wordplay in the conversation at dinner. She says, love is a leap. Oh. Oh, yeah. A leap. Yeah. A leap Schreiber. Okay. Uh, leap Schreiber. Dadgummit, Donnie. All right, Donnie, finish uh, Here is go. my last comment. I thought, that was, comment. I thought that, was a good, that was a good writing. That was good. Nice foreshadowing. And in his um, courting night, right before he goes ahead in time, Leopold is courting a bunch of of women. My question is this. Um, these are all a bunch of rich women. And I, I asked myself this question. Can they not be better looking? That's like the these point. are these are women with yeah, lots yeah. of money. There's a lot of things you can do. To look a lot better than these chicks were looking, man. What a gallery of uh, rogues, man. We're talking about I, I, there. I think, I think that's, that's the thing, of right? They... <laughs> oh, none of none of them. None of those women. There must have been fifteen of them. Not one of them could have been good looking. <laughs> I Look, find that thing, I find that hard to Donnie, believe. Oh my god! You, you have to either you you have to marry if you're gonna marry for money. You can't be pretty and rich. That's the whole point. You know, it, it, I Leopold mean, was. If a smoking hot girl walked in, no, he wasn't. He wasn't rich anymore. He was that was poor. Not anymore. If a, smoking, if a smoking hot girl walked in there and was rich, do you think he would have talked to anybody else on that dance floor? Absolutely not. That was the whole point. They had to all be dogs. I know that was a comedy point. I just thought, I was just thought to myself, come on. I don't think they had plastic surgery back then. I think that was the thing. I bet they did. They had more makeup than we do. That's all I got to say about this movie. I thought this movie was okay. Wait, don't, you can't, we can't rate it yet. All right, Phil, what about you? I got a couple things. I got a couple things. Number one, um, uh, I thought he, when he dressed down JJ, for his intentions, her boss. Oh yeah, and, and said, you know, trying to basically take some a woman in your employ and turn your into your lover, you know, turn her into a whore. Like that whole exchange was top Great. notch. It was very good. Yeah, I love a good, I love a good drop the mic, leave them speechless moment in a movie. because yeah. we've all wanted to yeah. do that. Like we've all wanted to have exactly the right words at exactly the right time. And the other person have no response. And so we oh, were and able he to did, do that and, vicariously. And he did not. He did not have a response at all. Not at all. He just pretty much sat there and took a beating and was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought he was going to break down Billy Madison style. And like, what did he like? And Billy Madison, did he pull out a gun or something? I don't, he did actually. He oh, dropped yeah. it on the floor. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite scenes, like one of my favorite scenes in quotable movie or quotable points in that movie, is when is when Billy Madison looks at the board and realizes and goes, "Business ethics." <laughs> and Bradley Whitford can't even answer the business ethics question, and he like melts down at the end. Anyway, sidebar. Uh, so I, I liked that. Uh, I have a cup. Uh, one other thing I expected, and they did a good job of not pandering or playing to, 
is when Leopold is like, where am I? Where am I? I, I kind of thought Leaf Lef, Lev, Lev was going to say, Lev, 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 was going to say, I think you mean, when are you? Oh, 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 oh. that's right. They but he did, not. Yeah. he did not. He did not. Because that would have been really good glad. on the poster. That would have been good on the poster. I, 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 no, it would have been a ripoff. Don't you mean, Look, I, when I, are you? I, I, I think that they did a really good job in this movie not doing a lot of time travel cliches. As far as, like, like talking and even, like, you know, we talked about, like, the, the over-exaggeration of seeing something that you haven't seen. Like, I, I feel like that they, they played it a little more straight pretty much the entire the entire way, which I thought was good. Yeah. Yeah. The time travel in this movie stuff is good. Not good, but it's it's not it's not kitschy. It's sort of the rom-com-y yeah. stuff in the first two-thirds of this movie yeah, that are bad. tropey. And it's because Meg Ryan's terrible. And by the way, has any, I agree with Darcy. Has anyone ever written a better apology? Yes. Yes, someone has. Who? Me. Oh, boy. (laughs) You just have a lot of practice. That's all. I have tons of practice. Slayed it with that apology letter, man. Like that was yeah, just, good. Yeah, good for him. Good. Whatever. Fantastic. I, I like Darcy. 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 All right. Great. So to, before I get to uh, my two reasons why this movie doesn't get made today, I have two quest, three questions. Okay. I, I think you can answer one, possibly two, and Donnie, you're gonna have to research at least one of them. Oh, good. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Why was the address of the building of the building changed? She said, I thought we were going to this place. And he said, we are. And that is this place. She, for, you know what I'm talking about? At the very end, they're going to Leopold's house. But but it's when she's going oh, there for the right, business right, right. dinner. And she's like, I thought, we were, I thought it was at 2406 Broadway. He's like, this is 2406 Broadway. Like, did something yeah. change and I missed something? No, she did say that. And I don't remember why she said it. I remember that too. No, no, because because they were going to her that like banquet where they were going to announce who she was, and so she thought it was at like a fancy thing, and so. But she, she gave just, the she address. Gave, yeah, but she didn't know what the address. Yeah, she Maybe. gave the address because that's where they were having the party. Yeah, because I think Chris is saying like she was. thought it was gonna be like a ballroom or a hotel uh, or something. So, so she, and she was like, no, oh. I said and he's like, oh, this is twenty four oh six. Okay. Yeah, yeah like this is there, just a house. Leopold's house. Yeah. Okay. How so convenient. I didn't miss some something. No, okay. you caught all the plot points. Yeah. All right. So that's the one I figured somebody could answer. Second question, Shit. Donnie, I think you can answer this, but I want you to because oh, I don't know. Boy. In the movie that they are screening with the interest group, who's the actor yep. in that scene? Oh, my gosh. I'll have to go back and look, man. You've seen him before. I wasn't, I wasn't paying that much attention. I'll have to go uh, back and check fine. it out. Well, good. That, basically, then, I need you, while you're watching it the second time, I need you to figure out who the actor is and go ahead and watch till the end and figure out the change of address. Therefore, watch the movie twice is basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm I, not I Chris. I watched it twice this week. It was great both times. All right, yeah. So, Donnie, I just need you. I, I think, Donnie, I need you to look up the actor in the movie. I think it's Craig Pierco. The screen. 
Okay, who is Craig Bierko, and is he related to another actor or actress by the last name of Bierko? I don't know who he is. I just know his name. I think if that's him. Does he look like he's in a movie? He looks like he's been in other movies. Too. Oh yeah, he's been in other movies. Real movies. Yeah, he's been in a lot of a lot of movies and TV shows. Okay. He he's he's okay. familiar. He's a familiar looking dude, but he's not like a big star. All right, so now you've answered the second question. All right, what's the third? Here's the third question. What TV show is on the TV, on Levevi's TV, Levevi's TV, the Levi TV? What show is on his TV when Leopold turns on the television with that big floating white ball thing? Oh, dude, I believe that is a old British TV show called The Prisoner. The Prisoner from oh 1967. That is correct. Is that right? I, I yeah. Is that the one? Yes. Sir. You were able to answer all three questions. And I never, I've never seen The Prisoner. I just seen p- images I of think it. You probably did a little Craig Bierko research while I was. No, that I did. But the other one I didn't know. So. Yeah. Is that the show? That's was funny. there? Was that the show where they're like? You've never seen that show, in like bro. This uh, no, but he lives in like a like a false utopia, right? Uh, maybe. Where everything's supposed to be perfect, and he's trying to get out of there. Maybe so, yeah. And these white, the those white show. balls do something. I don't. They're. I don't know what they do, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Chris, it says, you knew that. Says, How did you know that? It says Chris because I love this movie. Because <laughs> I, I do <laughs> oh my, my research. Why didn't you know Craig Bierko? It says uh, a secret agent is abducted and taken to what looks like an idyllic village, but in reality, yes. but is in reality a bizarre prison. He he, he, uh, he his warden demands information. He gives them nothing, but only tries to escape. Right. I think I think there was like a like a catchphrase in that show. There probably was. It came up. Uh, the only reason I know anything about this show is because it came no, up. No man is no man is just a number. Are you sure their catchphrase like isn't, that. oh, no, another giant white ball? <laughs> I only know about this because it came up in an episode of 99% Invisible. Anyway. All right, so you know all of my questions. All of my questions have been answered. Yes. Look at there. How about that? All right. Well, then, the, the way people that we in the, the Middle the, East uh, the sh- and in the, in, the, in, the, in the Far East who are watching our show listening to our show they will appreciate the prisoner reference thank you guys Can we get to why this movie doesn't get made today yes all right phil so this is phil's favorite segment this is why this movie doesn't get made today phyllis tell, tell phil tell all us right. why that kate and leopold could not be made in 2020 i mean besides it's the sort of it's sort of the same reason but it's typified <laughs> in two different ways so I'm going to start with the most obvious, and then I'm going to go with what might be considered the least obvious if you're not paying attention. The most obvious would be Bradley Whitford's uh, sexual harassment. You mean Harvey Weinstein? This was a, this was a mirror match. Uh, that, 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 stop talking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Number one, Bradley Whitford tries to sexually seduce a coworker. Fortunately, he is summarily dressed down by Leopold. Nevertheless, he did Joe Biden the back of her head. <laughs> but in but in all yes, fairness, in all fairness, he does give her the job. 
which was right. a pretty big twist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally okay, they so would. Fair enough. Like I kept waiting for him to say someone else's name and that be the reason that she's like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go back in time. I'm out of uh, here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like uh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought fair. it was an elaborate hoax. Like he had brought her there to embarrass like her in front of everybody. Spike, the final spike. But no, he yeah. totally and is like, hey, you, it's your job. And you do get it in the Leopold strikes day. again. He makes another man a better man. A better man. The there phrase. he goes. Bam. And all of this Traveling through time. Of Ma- without the need of Meg Making another man uh, but better y- man. But you do notice it. You do notice it the second, <laughs> the, the day after the dressing down when they're back at work. And she and they're in the meeting and he has a smoking hot blonde that's sitting next to him. You know, yes. the whole time. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely yes. building that up. But, yeah, so that really? it was a surprise so- that he gave her the job. So there are elements of this that are that are that are positive. There's just no way he kisses her on the head in the post Me Too no. era. No, no. Joe, but Joe Biden. The second sir. reason, <laughs> the second reason this movie doesn't get made today is because one of its executive producers is in prison right now. Sorry, sorry to steal your thunder. Yeah, Miramax uh, was was one of the production company behind this. He's not dead Harvey yet. Harvey Weinstein's name is in the credits at the beginning. They didn't have him killed and, off yet. Uh, it just it just doesn't get made simply because who's gonna fund it? <laughs> yeah, no, no Jeffrey Epstein yet um, for Weinstein. So. That's right. Um, that's right. So there's my two reasons. So really, that's, one. That's good. You know, I I I will say though, like to, to to one, like I agree with you. You know, with the with the Me Too movement, but I think that it's it's um it's counter. Uh, it does handle it better? Yeah, because he's coming in and saying that's not okay. My I, for me, I think the bigger the bigger strike against this is the anti feminism. That you get from from you know, and, and Leopold is not like a woman hater by any stretch, but he he definitely you know because of the time that he was he was you know raised and stuff or you know where the time he's from, he does have a very chivalrous 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 attitude. You say that word, leave Schreiber. Pronounce leave Schreiber as she is. But you know he he has that and like today you know girls get mad when you open the door for them because you know they're 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 strong enough to open the door for themselves because they're independent. So like you do have a little bit of that how he wants to romance and how he wants to pursue a, pursue a girl and the way that he treats people that's almost yeah. a, a kick in the face of feminism. You know? Kicking it in so, the yeah, face. Kicking it in the face. All right. Okay. So let's wrap this up. It's two quick. movies in a row that have kicked feminism in the face. Yes, we're taking feminism down <laughs> one podcast at a time. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, by the way, I, I missed this in my notes, but Chris, Donnie, I don't know if you'll get this, Uh-oh. but Chris, did you catch Leopold's last name? Oh, no, His actual a, last name. Long. No, he had a lot of, a lot of them. I don't remember the last one. Yeah, it was, Donnie, uh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, oh, Mount, Mount Batten. Yes. And what is, what is Mount Batten? Oh, I that name's familiar, but I can't think of it. It's a, isn't it a British general? Is part of the, what, Civil War, Last of the Mohicans? Well, there, I don't know. There weren't British generals in the American <laughs> Civil War. I meant the Revolutionary I War, uh, which was a, which was well, it was a revolution. 
Uh, Mountbatten is the name of Prince Philip, the Queen of England's husband. House of Mountbatten. If you watch The Crown, there was a whole disputation about whether or not she was going to take his name. But I would never, I would never watch The Crown, so I would never know that. The Crown is fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh, Whatever. Very Lord. There's a whole, there's a whole conspiracy in that where where Churchill is upset that she's marrying a Mountbatten because the Mountbattens were uh, Hitler sympathizers. Was Churchill the Churchill. American president at that time? He, Churchill was the Native American general during the War of 1812. Oh, okay. But that was before. That was Winston before he of the, the Churchill. He fell through the time-space yeah. continuum. But once he, he fell through the time rift, then he, he actually joined the British Army. Okay. It's, it's yes. a whole thing. Before he that's fell off movie. the London Bridge and landed... <laughs> In and that's where City. they that's where the song the London Bridge came falling down. That's where it came from, you know. Wait so, a minute. I, I think we've I think we've really inspired people okay. with our history. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to throw a whole wrench in this. Wait no no no. What bridge are they at at the beginning of this movie? Is it is not it the, the Brooklyn Bridge? Because yeah, I thought it was maybe the Brooklyn Bridge. So he Bridge. so he is there from Britain visiting. Yeah, remember he uh, came to America to marry a rich American. Yeah, yeah, his house is in New York. Daughter. They moved to America. Oh, uh, okay. He, he does say that in the movie. Totally missed all yeah, that. that in the movie. Man, I didn't pay attention to this movie. Okay, never mind. Be Carry on. Well, when you're watching it the second time, you can you can pick up. I piecemealed it together the first time, so I'm just lucky I had any notes at all. <laughs> all right, guys, let's 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 review this movie. I'll start with you, Philip. How would you review Kate and Leopold? Uh, wow. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Kate and Leopold one big fat Joe Biden kiss on the head. So gross. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Donnie, what about you, man? It, it, here's, I'm, I'm actually, for the first time, ever going to explain my rating. It wasn't great, but I laughed at it. Duh. <laughs> right. So gross. It had its, it had it its moments. So, so many so, scarred so children and women. Uh, yeah, okay. I will... Um, this movie was... I mean, it was okay. I, it was a, I mean, it had some clever stuff in it. Some of it I obviously missed that you guys had to explain to me, but that's not new. So, um, I will give this. That begins before we even start ac recording. Accurate. How do I turn this on? Accurate. So I will give, I will give this movie 16 empty elevator shafts. Are they Dude, empty though? Do we know? Shaft. It's not empty. They're not empty. It just wasn't working, so it, w it was way down at the bottom. And he fell, okay. like, however many stories that was. I thought you guys were telling me that they were gone. No. I thought they the were. What is happening? Yeah, the structure You're is ruining gone. my rating system. The structure I'm is confused. there. It just doesn't move. All right. 16, okay. 16 semi-functional Otis elevators. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I will never watch so this I again. Was, I have probably seen this movie six or seven times in my 
since it's been out. I, I, I really like this movie a lot. I would rate it uh, with one and one half um, toaster uh, burns. So and that's the perfect. That's the perfect. You know, temperature Did you see burns. how many bread one pieces were half. crisped? <laughs> Dude. There's like a whole yeah, loaf he, of bread burnt, I know. like burnt I know. to a crisp. What a waste! He had, he had to do it. Let me uh, let me let me say this. Uh, budget? Anybody want to guess the budget for this movie in 2001? Forty-six million dollars. Eighty-two million. Close. Close. Forty-eight million dollars was the budget. Forty. Very good, Phil. What do, do we think it made money? Yes or no? It did. You, you said it you was. Said it you said it was her last profitable movie. Oh, that's right. It was her her last profit. One hundred twenty-five so, million. Uh, worldwide gross was seventy-six million. Oh. So just about just under double, uh, you know, its budget. So um, it wasn't a huge hit, uh, but this was de- this was the last movie that actually profited for her. Meg Ryan kind of went on the decline. She had like three movies after this. They all kind of bombed, and then she disappeared. Um, a vic- a, a victim of uh, plastic did surgery. Did she go back to 1876? I think she did. I think she did. She's going to come back around one day. Uh, Hugh Jackman, though, has just skyrocketed since then. He's the man. I love Hugh Jackman. He is great. I love this movie. Um, all right, guys. That is Can uh, kind I of say a wrap this on... real quick before we wrap, Chris? Phil's awful chatty tonight. Have you noticed that? I know he's super very, chatty. chatty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we love it. I just yeah, have a, let's do it. I have a problem with Chris. We need a bone. I don't one. we all? I gotta pick a bone with him. Chris sold this movie. But I, I, let's just say he way oversold this movie. Did he Meg Ryan Adman sell this movie? Wait, wait, wait! Did. What? What did I say? He what did butter, I say he buttery movie? farms this movie, or whatever that place was called. <laughs> butter creamery wait, what farmery. What did I say about this movie, dude? I can't look at my phone right now because I'm using it to talk to you guys. But I'm pretty sure you were like, "Man, this movie." You alluded. It almost. I expected some sort of twist. I ex- <laughs> and there was none. The only twist in this movie, the only twist in this movie was that they didn't say, don't you mean, when are you? That's the only twist in this Uh, movie. Stop stealing. I I think, I think, I think Liev Schreiber being in a mental institution, I think that was a pretty big twist. Um, No, I, you know, I, I I think that I, I, I just, here's the thing. I knew that you guys hadn't seen it and having the cast that it has and the writer and director that it has. I was interested to kind of get your take on it, um, having having, having never seen it before, and I just thought it would be. And I was right; it was a great conversation. I I Chris love is, this movie. Chris is turning our the the podcast of the three of us when we're together these episodes into his second go at movie swap. Yeah. <laughs> no, normally it's me. Only he doesn't have to watch anything he's never seen before. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. I don't want to hear it. All right. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some off to- off topic stuff real quick, but that's a wrap on Kate Kate and Leopold. Um, I think it's worth watching. Um, but these 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 losers don't. So that's it. All right, guys. Let's uh, before we wrap up, we uh, let's just go kind of round robin and talk about you know anything else that you want to bring up we are quarantined now what are we like seven weeks into this like night five weeks five weeks oh my gosh just five weeks oh yes jeez. Um, it feels like five years 
it, it feels like a long, like a long time. So what, what are we doing to now, Donnie, let's start with you. Cause you're, you're doing some remodeling. You have your, your my son, son is remodeling my house on, in certain areas. So that's, that's they also, for my birthday, bought me a, uh, paint by numbers portrait thing, which I'm looking forward to that's doing. Cool. It looks like it could be relaxing, but the numbers are really small. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Just wear your glasses, you'll be fine. But I've also been watching a lot of movies. I know. We'll, we'll the get to movies in a second. Hang are on. Really small. What, um, no, they are really small. What's the picture of Donnie? It's a uh, like a landscape with a with a uh, lighthouse and an eagle. Oh, nice! I like it. Uh, you also bought something for your birthday that I am incredibly excited about. You want to tell everybody what that was? Well, technically, I didn't buy it for my birthday. I just bought it because I came into a little money, and so I splurged. I bought an oh, gotcha. I, I bought an iPad Pro, which yes, you did. Which I can't wait to throw this laptop in the trash in about a week. <laughs> so uh, make the sure iPad you have Pro all was... the right connectors before you do that. I already have you them know, coming you know in the mail. Close your mouth phil so we we've had this we've had this ongoing conversation between buying an, an a macbook air v a ipad pro 2020 and uh, no i'm and off the air i'm off the macbook air i'm on the full yeah, don't on ever 13 buy an inch macbook pro if i were gonna buy an air i would buy an ipad pro okay there you go so that there, there, there but i'm the getting but the what, macbook but why do you need a why do you need a pro though that's the question why do you need a pro all they make now why won't you use an ipad i enjoy the interface of the desktop features i i i uh i also don't want to not be able to use it brand new because i don't have all the right connectors (laughs) i need a haircut um i need a haircut too i just Uh, i just i don't know i i feel like I feel like the iPad Pro becoming a computer, I think it'll work out great for Donnie because he'll use it for the stuff that like this. I feel like our my iPad, my my MacBook Pro will essentially be our family computer and, and it will serve us better as a computer. That's fair. Good answer. That's the bottom line. I'm, I'm glad you're going with a pro. Um, so, so the question that me and Donnie had was between an Air and, a, and, a, and an iPad Pro. And, uh, and at that point, I, I would never recommend anybody buying an Air. But Donnie bought, bought an iPad with the Magic Keyboard. I'm super excited. My Magic Keyboard is in the mail. So I can't wait to get mine. I'm excited. So that's good. Um, Phil, what about you? I'm not, getting a not new TV. iPhone with AirPods Pro. That's my okay, Ma- and a MacBook. I'm going full on MacBook. Okay, go ahead. You yes. ask me a question. I love it. No, no, that, I just don't. I don't. Uh, but I've been Mac for a while. A I've been Mac since yeah, 2009. You are Mac. Mac. You are Macin. I know. You. I know. <laughs> anyway, I, know you are. Uh, I am. I am 100% Mac as well at this point, and I absolutely love it. I have not looked back. Um, all my devices are Mac, but I I run an iMac, which which is what we're recording on. Um, and I do my because I work from home, so I work off the iMac. But for anything other than that, I use the iPad Pro. It is my laptop device, and I can work from it, and I can edit movies on it for for church. I do everything on the iPad, and I absolutely love it. It's great. Um, okay, so let's talk. Oh, and then uh, I've been building Legos. Um, for the record, I built today. I built a, an A wing. 
a really cool uh, Lego A-Wing from uh, Force Awakens, or not Force Awakens, whatever the last crap movie was. The A-Wing is Ryan one of Scott my was. least favorite ships, just so you know. In one of your least favorite movies. Accurate. In the, in the Star Wars realm, yes. Um, but what's more important is they shipped yesterday, they shipped my Boba Fett helmet. So if you're not a Lego fan, Lego has now come out with a line. There's three right now, a line of mini helmets. So they have a Stormtrooper, a TIE Fighter pilot, and Boba Fett. And it is, Boba a, Fett? It is a Lego build of the helmet. Boba Fett? Where's Boba Fett? <laughs> um, is it full size or is it is it? Uh, it's not. Small? It's not full size, but but it it is it, it is it is a good size. But it's not, is it's it? Not full did size. you buy it at a baseball game and it had ice cream in it? It did. Yeah, yeah. But they had to package it and ship it, so it probably won't when it gets. It's the Boba Fett slushy oh helmet. <laughs> All is right, it big enough. Let's. What do you mean? Is it big enough? <laughs> is it big enough for? Is it? Is it your liking? Or is it? No. Is it I'll like? I'll send you a picture of it. I'll send you like a, a softball. It. It's, it's like the size of like. No, it's probably, probably a little bit bigger than a softball. Is it big enough for your liking? For oh my God. your children to wear in their playtime? Oh <laughs> for your dog? Do your small pet? Could Karrison? Can Karrison <laughs> wear it? Man, I hope so. Uh, no, Man, I no, hope so. No, no, it's not, it's oh. not that big. It's not that big. You um, should okay. build it, it around it, her. It a, Just build it, it around her about, like Darth yeah, Vader it may be style. About the size, it may be the, about, about the size of her head, but she couldn't wear it. So. Gotcha. <laughs> That's too bad. All right, let's talk uh, Let's talk what we've been watching real quick, and then let's get the crap out of here. So, Donnie, what, what are you watching, man? All right, so I, wa- I went on a comedy kick. I watched Blazing Saddles. Fantastic. So classic. Oh, my God. Such a great Also, movie. back-to-back, I watched Caddyshack with that. Oh, my gosh. That, uh, oh, so good. so good. So good. Never stop laughing at those two movies, man. Uh, watch Shaun of the Dead. Have you guys seen Shaun of the Dead? Uh, no. Neither one of you guys? Of trilogy, it no. is the Cornetto tr- trilogy. You guys have never seen. Yeah. I'm shocked, Chris, that you've never seen that with Simon Pegg. I like those guys, but it's scary movies. It Damn is it, not like scary. scary not scary at all. I can't it's very good. Know. Very funny. I also went on a trilogy kick and watched the new Planet of the Apes trilogy Rise, oh, great. Rise Dawn, and War. You talk about, you talk about a movie that makes me want to cry. War for the Planet of the Apes when see well spoiler when he when they're when he dies at the end I'm just like dude this guy's life this monkey's life has been brutal this guy this yeah. this primate's yeah, life has been a total drag he said yeah, very little joy it's brutal yeah but anyway well, he loses what he loses his son and his right. whole family his whole family yeah they all end wow. up dead. Except, no, he does have a little baby that lives at the end. Yeah, has a little baby at the end. I watched Who's Harry... Those movies are great, by the way. I watched Who's Harry Crumb. Uh, movie. You liked War? You liked War for the Planet of the Apes? It was fun. I think it's Dawn probably the, the weakest best. one in the trilogy. It probably was the weakest, but it was good. I agree with that, but it has a great ending. Yeah, yeah. the ending is pretty cool. But yeah, I would, I would agree with that. The... Um, Who's Harry Crumb is a John Candy film from 1989. I can't believe you oh, watched great. that He's movie. A detective. 
I can't either now I that had, I've seen I it. I had the window. I had the window suction cup oh, yeah. advertisement thing on my which window. Which, which, I also had the which is not in the, the movie. Munchausen head, which is not in the movie at all. No. By the way, no. Who's Harry Crumb? I I was like, dude, it's a John Candy movie. I haven't seen it probably since it was at a theater. I seem like I remember being funny, and then I watched it, and I almost cried because it was so stupid. It was is, awful. Is there a scene in that movie where he says, "I am Fiji." Fiji from Bombay. Yeah, he's got a whole scene where he's doing an Indian dude. It's, yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah. Last but not least, I watched Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. Oh, no. Pam, no. No. Not scary. Is that with that? Ewan McGregor? It or... is. He is Danny yeah. from The Shining, the little, the son. I did not care for The Shining that much. But I actually enjoyed Dodger Sleep quite a bit. I was very engaging and uh, liked the story. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Scary? It was. Is uh, it a horror movie? It, it's kind of spooky Which, for Chris. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch The Invisible Man yet? No, Pam. No. Come on, man. Phil, did you watch it? I'm going to. I don't watch a lot of movies. No, but not because I won't, just because I haven't. It's really good. I need you guys got to watch it. All right, that's it for me, bro. And I watched right. the Tiger All King right. Right. Tiger King miniseries. Done. Yes. Watched yeah. it. Freaking Carol Baskins, man. Carol. Dude. Baskins. Oh, she 100% killed her husband, no doubt. So She killed her husband. So there's a meme out there that's like, that there's a meme out there that's like, women have it tough in this world. He says Joe Exotic exploits tigers. His he exploits an injury on his, uh, you know, of one of his workers. He, you know, he goes through all this stuff, and he's like, and at the end of it all, I'm still like, f Carol Baskin. You know, <laughs> he's like Joe Exotic is a terrible human being. They're all terrible. On his side. Everyone in that they're series all, is yeah, terrible. They're all terrible people. They're yeah, all they're awful. They're all terrible. Okay, all let's uh, let's me and Phil talk about a movie we watched. Um, which was called Trolls World Tour, which was terrible. Oh my gosh. It's called Trolls World Tour, man. Why would it be Bro, good? Trolls was very watch, good. Because Trolls was good. Movie? Yeah, Trolls was, again? was good. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't I feel great. I feel like y'all are trolling me right now. No. no Trolls is great. Okay. Soundtrack. Dude, the music the, the, in Trolls World Tour was terrible. Terrible. It was terrible. I'm sorry this they, happened they, to they you. Play, they played... They played Crazy Train, right? They played Crazy Train from, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. But they don't even play the riff that everybody knows. They don't even play it. And you don't even know it's Crazy Train until halfway through it because they're singing it in some jacked up melody, right? The girl sings uh, Barracuda at the very beginning of the movie. But she can't even sing Barracuda. Somebody interrupts her. The, the entire she sings the entire verse and, and, and the entirety of the chorus until you get to Barracuda and they cut her off. Like that's. I wonder if on. they didn't want to pay copyright fees. Isn't that maybe? I don't do you know. think they're playing on the idea of trolling people that are watching? They are no, trolls. But that, no, not that, at all. That would like hey, Chris and I talked about this movie. That. This movie is far too woke for a children's movie. Oh, there's a oh, surprise. Terrible. Not at all. And it's not fun. There's nothing fun about it. No. There's no. It's There's it's nonsensical. Fun. It's it's and not nonsensical in a fun and fantastical way. Just no. nonsensical in like a, like a Kate and Leopold time his, travel was, kind of way. It, Shut it, uh, dude! I'd watch Kate. I would watch Kate and Leopold with my eyelids taped sh- open. If uh, taped shut, you had it right. You had it right the first time. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Before no, I watched Trolls, Trolls World Tour again, it's terrible. No, I didn't terrible. laugh. I didn't tap my foot at, at any point. They, 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 uh, country music, right? So all of the other genres, they did like these remade versions of songs. They get to the country music land and they wrote a song specifically for the, the, the movie and it's sung by Kelly yeah. Clarkson. And the song is called Born to Die. And it is the most wow. depressing song that awful. in the world. Dude, don't get me started movie. on the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and, and it's just to make country music look like all it is is about talking about how everything is depressing all the time. Born, no, born so to sad. die? Born to die? Born to die in a children's the movie. Cu- <laughs> the, the, country music, the country music tribe of, of trolls. Oh, of course. Is the most offensive. Uh, like typification of Appalachia. Yeah, they're all poor. They're all uh-huh. dumb. They're all pathetic. They're all like hate anything, any outsider. It, it's no it's ridiculous. Quality. There's no redeeming quality for that tribe at all. Like None. you even go, you even go to like the little fat baby classical land, right? And they have that that little flute that wants to rebuild the town, right? There's like yeah. it shows that there's yeah. some redeemable quality there. There is no redeemable quality in the country people at yeah. all. It's oh. like, please get us out of here. In fact, you should leave and please take us with you. And it was awful. And then you get to Funkland, which is just a stand-in for, uh, uh, you know, whatever Black Panthers. Where is he from? Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Like, that's all Funkland is. It's Wakanda. Uh, uh, am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's, am I wrong? It's yeah, just no, Wakanda. No, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, they're just all stereotypes. They're all stereotypes for no reason. The movie was terrible. It was a bad movie. I, I hated it. Every terrible movie. Sure have um, talked about it a lot. I'll tell, you what's, I'll tell you what's good. Please. What is good? I'm watching Community pretty good um, that's my next series I, i'm gonna i gotta get on that wait wait a second donnie have you not watched community i have watched like the first 10 episodes back when it was on tv but i have not revisited uh, it in forever community is so good phil have you seen it in its entirety no i'm halfway through season two it lulls a tad at the beginning yep, of season, season two but it picks back up four yeah, but no. When when Donald Driver leaves, it lulls again for a while. But then Donald the last Glover. two seasons. Oh yeah, sorry, Donald Driver. He <laughs> leaves. Spoilers. Different. I didn't. When does he leave? Spoilers. My bad. Yeah, man, you um, just ruined so, the whole series. Uh, so that's before good. he became um, childish Gambino. Well, that's about that was around the time. But he left because the Chevy Chase was racist. Um. So let's. Uh, I've I have. <laughs> I have I have now watched and I don't know when I can't remember when I started, but I have watched the entirety of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, all fourteen seasons. Yep, Gosh, and awesome. that is one of the greatest shows of all time. That show is bananas, and I love in the best way, and I love. There's so much throwing up in that, and, and, I, and I didn't think I could do it, and I still have trouble sometimes because Frank throws up all the time. <laughs> but uh, but there's this one episode where Charlie is. Pretending to be a pretending to be a, a, a rich oil tycoon. <laughs> Phil, have you watched this? And no, he throws no, up that. on this oh, girl my gosh. out of nowhere, and I lost my They're mind. They're in the back of the it, limo, it is, right? 
they're the back of a limo. Oh and he, and it, didn't he take like blood pills or something? So it's red. Yeah. It looks like blood. Yeah. And he is spewing yeah. it all over her, man. It is. But it comes out of nowhere. You don't know that that's the plan. And he's talking to her and she's like, let's roll this window up. He's like, no, we need to leave it down because the driver. And he's like, oh, hang on a second. And he's just like, <laughs> just like pours off. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. That is I a remember the fantastic. scene where, where D. Show. Where D is doing stand-up comedy oh my. and she's gagging. Oh, that she is gags? my favorite. Oh my That's God. my favorite scene yeah. in the whole series. Yeah. She's so good at gagging. It's good. <laughs> she is yeah. good. She gags it in, in other episodes too, and she is she is great at gagging. Listen to the listen to the cat calls from the from the audience when she's gagging. Those guys in the audience are just like, sit down. You're you're gross. You're grossing people out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what is the that... scene with uh, go ahead no no go ahead go ahead phil there's what a scene? scene i remember where charlie has a bat with nails through it and he's supposed to go down and kill a bunch of rats <laughs> yeah a bunch of rats yeah what is not that his birthday or something well, yeah yeah remember, it's his but... birthday it's his birthday and i think they I, I can't remember i think they like forgot it or something um but yeah they get him the bat and they just put like chains and nails on it because that's his favorite thing to do is kill rats. So <laughs> he's like, all right. So um, no, he's married. The, Isn't he married? I won't get heavily the into the in episode. He's married to the waitress in yes. real life, and then Mac and uh, D are married in real life. Yes, and Frank is okay. married to a uh, piece of doo doo. But um, so <laughs> the um, the episode. I don't want to get into it heavily because it's it's not probably appropriate. The episode where Charlie nothing on that show is appropriate. Where Charlie writes yeah. the play that they perform. Yes, oh the nightman cometh. The nightman cometh. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is You gotta pray the troll toll. If that you want that this is uh, the boys hole. That is uh that is uh is seriously messed up, Dude. man. But uh oh, he wrote the whole play uh, to to try to get back to get with the waitress right oh yeah he wants to get with he wants to yeah show her his creative side and yeah it's... Well, what's well, what's funny what's funny is is they don't they don't um the whole entire time oh they you know he's like i'm not in it he's like i'm not doing it. i'm just directing all the stuff and then at the end he shows up and you realize the entirety of the episode was just so he could propose to the waitress and she turns him down yeah. like instantly <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's hilarious. And then we can. uh... Uh, Doesn't Danny DeVito reprise his role of the penguin in that episode? (laughs) Sure looks like (laughs) it. He's the troll. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. Okay, one more thing for me. Um, uh, and then and then we can kind of finish up. Uh, so uh, obviously Netflix, Tiger King, great. But um, uh, I think a couple days ago or uh, sometime this week, uh, Middleditch and Swartz came out it is it's out but i haven't seen it seen this what is that i don't even know what that is there so it's it's uh it's uh ben schwartz who is uh john raffio from the from uh oh okay yep um and then thomas middleditch who is uh the main guy from uh from silicon valley oh yeah 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 um 
So they, they do an improv show. It's an hour long. Ep- there's four episodes. They're each an hour long. And all they do is they take they take like a, sh- a short story at the beginning from somebody in the audience. And then and it's just a two-man comedy show. And I've watched the first episode, and it is fantastic. It's so good. Um, those guys are great. So I would highly recommend, if you like comedy, to check that out. I'll be watching the second episode tonight whenever we are done recording for sure. Um, so I, I watched Ben. Sh- I watched Ben Schwartz in Standing Up, Falling Down. Was it? I watched that down, too. Okay, let's, let's talk about this. Donnie, did you watch this? I did not. Standing Up, Falling Down. Okay, Phil, what did you think? Just don't spoil it. Uh, well, there are spoilers. Uh, Man, Billy spoil Crystal it. was really good. There were parts of this movie I did not enjoy, but Billy Crystal and Ben Schwartz were were good together. I, it was. It was okay. Uh, it was. It turned out better than I thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah. So, and I, but without I'm kind spoiling of it for Donnie. Thank you. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of the opposite. I think that that Billy Crystal and Ben Schwartz were the best part of the movie. Um, I did not like most of it, and and I actually had really high expectations, and I was super let down by it. Um, my, my okay. biggest, my, my biggest problem with it, I think, and Donnie, I, I'd like, I, I actually think it'd be cool if you watch, we can talk about it. I think they try too hard. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Anything. There's some scenes think, in there that are just, yeah, super I think contrived. every, every big emotional beat, they're trying to force you to feel something. And by doing that, you feel nothing. And that was my <laughs> biggest, I didn't cry one time in the movie. Oh my gosh. And that was my. That, that 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 was the biggest. And Donnie, ever. when you see it, he should have cried. Yeah, I should. Have. I don't want to watch but movies that cry worthy moments. No, but well, you no, know, I'm just saying Chris should have cried. Yeah, but it, it was no good. regular Those two guys human. together though. No, no regular human would cry at this movie. But then there's Chris. <laughs> I cry at commercials now. Now fantastic. So it just happens. Uh, I didn't cry. There at were a few. Though. There were yeah. I like the ending. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie. I just expected with those two guys kind of coming in and especially kind of the setup, I thought it was going to be really, really good. And I just felt like I felt like it never pulled the emotional weight that it was trying to. It was, I think, yeah, my, my biggest takeaway. But it was good. I enjoyed watching it. It just I don't I don't think it achieved what it was going for at the end. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's fair. All right, guys. Uh, that's our show. Anything else, guys? Anything else before we wrap here? No. Nope. Okay, I love you guys. This was fun. Kate and Leopold is the best. Let me tell you guys this. If you're listening, um, in a couple of weeks, it'll be back to Movie Swap, and we are doing uh, a couple of great movies. Donnie has picked for me to watch a movie called Mississippi Burning, and I am making Donnie watch the animated masterpiece that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And it is our right. first animated feature to do. All right. on, I believe they're uh, both Oscar swap. winners. Are they not? So, uh, and they are both Oscar winners. I don't know if it's yeah, a winner, but definitely right. nominated. Yeah, definitely nominated. Yeah, well, no, Spider Spider Verse won for sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't know about this burning. But um, anyway, so if you if you guys want to watch in the next couple weeks to get ready for that show, you can watch those movies and be ready for us. We'll do that in a couple weeks. Um, but uh, but that's it. This is Kate Leopold. I appreciate you guys downloading and checking us out. You can of course subscribe to the podcast. You can reach out to us on Twitter. And uh, that is it for our show. So for Donnie and for Phil, we'll see you guys or talk to you guys next time. Bye. Adios. Bye.